Hey, you're listening to Lulu's Son. Um, welcome back. What is up, everyone? Yeah, that's me. How are we doing? Hey, we got Cocoa Puff again. Thank you so in much. In your Cocoa Puff. Honored. <laughs> <laughs> well, today's topic is going to be a little bit more serious. Um, I feel like a lot of people are not informed, or um, they just don't want to deal with it. So we're going to talk about aging parents, and I'll I'll start with telling my story. Um, My parents were older. Uh, My father, when I started realizing that his memory was going out, he was about 85. And I ended up taking care of him for multiple years. We've gone through multiple processes, um, the retirement community, assisted living, as well as the nursing home. And, you know, a lot of people just don't realize the level of effort and understanding to go through all of those phases, um, the living situation, the mental situation, the financial situation. So just wanted to talk about this because a lot of people just don't know. So Coco Puff, I mean, she's been in the industry. I have. My parents are just at the cusp. They're early 60s. So they're still doing pretty good. But I've worked in senior living for almost 15 years and firsthand have witnessed and experienced this transition, the the stages of this part of their journey, these parents, and then the adult children, what they have to go through. Um, and I've been a, a caregiver and, um, you know, a, like a, a memory care director. So I've done things to make sure that they are, um, you know, getting what they need, but it's very difficult when the adult child becomes the parent. It's like a role reversal. I cried. It I is, bawled my eyes out when I finally realized that I was the parent yeah. and watched my father become a kid again. It's a pretty sudden flip and it's very hard. I think it's a, an interesting realization. Um, you know, and this was something as I was reflecting about this topic, I was thinking of the reality that at some point, they're not going to be here. Yeah. Right. And, and it's this kind of slap in the face, right? You realize your parents are getting older, but at the same time, the other thought I had was how blessed I feel for the fact that I've been able to have that realization Uh instead of folks who get that taken away before they have the opportunity to realize that's the reality of the situation. These people aren't going to be here forever. Mm -hmm. And that's, um, yeah, it's a bitter pill to swallow. I felt like part of that was kind of taken away from me just because my parents were so much older. Now, my mother passed away when I was 16, so I'm, I'm referring to my father. Wait, um, and how old was your mother when she passed? Uh, she was in her late 50s. Okay. So again, the, the age difference, right? Most of the people that are my age, well, when I went through this, I was in my mid-30s. Like, I had no one to talk to. Yeah. Because no one in their mid-30s was going through this shit. Right. Yeah. It's very atypical. When you think about, you know, the people that are living in these communities are experiencing this, this sudden loss of independence. They're usually in their like 70s, 80s, 90s, right? Late 70s, 80s, 90s. But their adult children are probably in their, you know, 50s, 60s, Mm -hmm. 70s. And in some cases, their 80s. Yeah. And it's difficult because then the parents start outliving their children in some cases. Mm -hmm. But before that, usually that child is the caregiver and it is a, it's a tough burden. I will say though, that, you know, 
as I am witnessing these things happening to my friends and their older parents, I am very, I feel very fortunate that I went through this at a younger age versus me being in my fifties or sixties. And, you know, here you are, you're at retiring, you want to relax, but yet you got to deal with your older parent. Mm, That's an interesting point. Yeah. But in your thirties, you're still learning about yourself. Oh my gosh. We're still fucking up in our thirties. So how you know, how hard was that for you to, to realize that now you're more responsible for, you know, your parents when you're still learning to be responsible for yourself, really? You know, you brought up a point earlier, like the hardest thing for me, my father was brilliant. He was an electrical engineer. He had tons of patents and seeing his mind just deteriorate into this childlike state. And it's like, I mourned that. I literally cried. I'm not a big crier. If you know me, I don't fucking cry. I cried more in the five, six years that I took care of my dad than I have in my entire lifetime. Just out of frustration, um, stress, um, not being able. Yeah, totally fucking exhausted. You know, a lot of people don't realize. So my father, dementia. I don't know if I made that very clear earlier. A lot of people don't realize that. You know, you can't change them when they're in this state. You have to just agree with them because then they get angry, you know, and they don't remember things. You can't keep saying, I have a friend now who is going through some of this stuff. And she's like, remember, mom, remember. And I'm like, they don't fucking remember. You have to remember that they don't remember. Right. And you have to just go with them because they're just going to get angry. They're slowly losing themselves. That's right. And their personality changes. That's right. At a certain point, that is not the dad that you, that raised you. Yeah. That you knew. And so, you know, learning this new normal with this new version of your person, you know, is, is, is difficult, but, um, educating yourself and having the support. I think that's important. Like as our parents are aging, what can we do to help ourselves do this? Because again, it's tough. But what can we do to help ourselves? We band together. First of all, we talk about it, right? But there are whole groups, therapy groups, and, and people that can that are going through the same stage right now, you know, to come together. Did you ever tap into anything like that? Well, so I did on Facebook, right? But again, um, I, I couldn't really connect because these people were in like their 50s, 60s, 70s, right? Talking about these things. Mm. And it's like, okay. But you guys are not experiencing what I'm going through. Like you said, you know, 30s, you're still growing. You're still learning about yourself. Um, So it was difficult. And even when I had my dad in the retirement community and assisted living, right, I connected with many of the kids. But again, they weren't in their mid-30s. They just weren't. So, you know, I think it's really interesting thinking about the time frame and when you lost your father and everything you went through in your 30s and dealing with that situation and where I am at this point in my life and my relationship with my parents, because fortunately, somehow, by miracle, I still have all of my parents. Um, But I think about in the last 10 years, how much I have realized who my parents are as people, Mm. not as parents, but realizing in my own maturity how they're, they're people. They're flawed, imperfect human beings, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just been this amazing kind of turnaround and perspective of just realizing how how human they are, you know? And I think about the fact of 
how much of that insight I have gained into who they are as people over the last 10 years. And I think about people who lose their parents earlier on, and it's almost, you know, you never really gain that perspective mm -hmm. on who they are. Yeah. One of my biggest regrets is not listening to more stories between my mother and father. And my mom, she was a fucking awesome cook. Yeah. And I can't cook Chinese food worth a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, uh, quick roundabout here. Uh, who all still has both of their their parents? I, I still have all five of mine. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. All have, it's a family right. bush. It's not a family yeah. tree. <laughs> mom, mom parents, step parents, uh, ex step parents. You know the whole nine nice. yards. I have yeah. none. I so didn't even go through the grandparent phase really either. Yeah. Mm. So wait, how old were your parents when you were born? Uh, I think my mom was in her. She was early forty. Oh, no, maybe late 30s, early 40s. My dad was in his early 50s. Okay, okay. Yeah, so I think my, because, you know, my, let's see, my dad, I think was, my dad was 30, and my mom, I think, was 25. Yeah, so, so still around. Present day, uh, Mama Reed is 72. Uh, Papa Reed is 73. Now, my parents separated, as we've talked about, mm -hmm. uh, when I was 13, so a long, long time ago. Uh, I'm not too close to Papa Reed, but as my parents get older every day, I find myself thinking it's one less day that you have to really remedy this mm -hmm. and rectify this. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not entirely sure how to go about that, but I know that inaction is just going to be eventually the, the wrong call. Yeah. Uh, so that, that's something that I find myself thinking pretty often about. Okay, deep question, you know, I mean, not having that relationship. So if your father ended up getting dementia, Alzheimer's, would you be willing to step up and take care of him? <clears throat> so I've thought about a similar question. Uh, so Papa Reed has a, a whole nother family, right? He's remarried. Um, his, his wife's kids have kids. So he, he's become a real family man, which is a very different person than right. the man I knew as a father. So I'm not sure that would ever come to that. Uh, I've had the hypothetical thought of if he came to me and needed a kidney or something, like how would I react? Mm -hmm. And I, I think there there are some days where I'm not even questioning it. Like, yeah, you know, sure, it's the right thing to do. There are some where I'm like, I, I remember when the, anything that your son needed was too much of an inconvenience, mm. you know. Yeah. Uh, but but again, you know, we're talking about permanence here, right? Yeah, I brought that question up because, you know, having gone through all of these different stages, you know, a lot of kids don't step up. And that breaks my heart. I can't tell you how many times when I went to go visit my dad and then I'd had of the residents saying, oh, my kids don't visit me or blah, blah, blah. Yeah. We saw that a lot. Um, and but I also take into account the, the very, very diverse family dynamics of these families. Sometimes, sometimes these parents were abusers and yeah. it is for the benefit of the mental health of that adult child to take space. You but, knew about that? Oh yeah. They would share. They oh, were wow. itching to talk about stuff because a lot of these seniors were suffering from chronic illness. They might not survive. So I was I became like their family. Uh -huh. We saw each other more than our own families. I'm working eight, yeah. 10 hours a day, 12 sometimes, you know, so go home and my kids are already asleep. But we, you get close and they want to talk. Mm -hmm. They want to share stories and regrets wow. and pain. And, and God, um, that's heavy. It is. That's 
I mean, even as a caregiver, I was a caregiver at one point. That's a, that's a tough emotional job um, because it's almost like maybe they did fuck their kids up and they know that they have a lot of guilt, but you, their kids don't come at all. So I'm like, who am I to judge? Right. You know, right. man, that's tough, but they need somebody. Yeah. So then, then they pay and that's where I come in. <laughs> Yeah, so that full was dis- my job. Yeah. <laughs> full disclosure, this is how I met Coco Puff because she worked at the assisted living facility uh, where I housed my dad. And that place that I put him in was magnificent. The people were so fucking great. I, I'm so grateful for everything. Um, and that's what I strive. And that's part of the reason why I'm fucking cheap or frugal or whatever the fuck you want to call me <laughs> is because I want to live in assisted living in a facility like that. Yeah. Well, well you have no worries. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. It's so interesting. So I'm at this point where, you know, I have parents that ra- range in age from, I want to say, 86 or 87 down to 70, I think on the low side. And everybody is starting to have conversations about their wishes. Mm. Right. I mean, after they pass. Right. And Ah. this is what I want. And this is what, you know, and for them, some are better than others about memorializing their wishes. Right. But they keep telling me these things. And I I literally told Agent J the other day, I said, I need to start a a spreadsheet because I can't. (laughs) I know it sounds ridiculous, but I can't remember. And I can't imagine anything worse than getting this stuff wrong. Oh, yeah, cremating the wrong body is kind of hard to forgive. (laughs) Well, so far, everybody's, we're all for cremation so far, I believe. So, you know, weight off the shoulders on that one. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, oh, my God, it's so much. It's so much. Yeah. Well, one of the things that I wanted to stress, though, you know, when you're in this situation, you've got to get the power of attorney. Get your beneficiaries in place. But the power of attorney is number one, because you know what? When you become the parent, you have to do things that you're not comfortable with, right? You want to honor your parents' wishes, but guess what? You're the parent now. So you've got, I took my dad's keys away. Yeah. He was driving his ace. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? You don't need to be driving anymore. He threw a hissy fit, but I didn't care Yeah. because it was for his own safety, right? He was running lights. I kept getting notices from whatever the city of Sugarland that he has run multiple lights and I'm just like you're not driving anymore. You've got to you've got to be that parent. Yeah. Watch out for them. Which I think becomes challenging when you have siblings. Right? Because then it's like who becomes yeah, the parent. There's only one. Right. Right. Yeah. That's tough. And I'm not looking that forward to that. And time again that there is typically one child that is taking the the burden upon themselves. They're choosing that. Yeah. Nobody else steps up. But, you know, you also run into um, the issue of inheritances. Mm. Oh, oh, it's gosh. ugly. Families fight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fighting whenever there's money involved. An aging parent is like, it activates all of that. It's yes. ugly. It's it amazing. Is, it can get very ugly. I, I have told, you know, my mom and my stepdad have been very good about getting their affairs in order. My dad and my stepmom, not so much. I've told them, I'm not going to fight. My sister will fight. She will fight tooth and nail. I know when those dollars start dropping into the conversation, she's fighting. I'm not going to fight. If you want me to have anything, you need to get it on paper because I'm going to walk away. I'm mm-hmm. not going to fight not willing to do it so you guys actually just brought up some bullet points that i had written down so 
I've had some introduction conversations with Mama Reed about some of these hard to broach topics. Uh, we, we've already talked about driving and, and um, post life plans, but um, you know, just as you start to see aging health, that's something that I don't really know how to bring up with someone that is such a, a strong person yeah. in my life. No, I get it. Uh, also, I mean, she's, I, I mentioned she's 72, takes care of everything. Every once in a while, I go over and I do some manual labor at the house, but she cooks her meals. She's very, very capable and able. Uh, so I feel like I'll start to notice when that starts slipping. Yeah, you will. But, you know, is that is that too late? But no. Also, I think about every bedroom in my house is on the second floor. Mm-hmm. And that's not an option for a 72-year-old woman with, you know, a bad knee. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's... I've started to think, like, do I need to buy a different house? Mm-hmm. You know, am I prepared to uh, leave my leave my partner and live with my mom to take care of her? Which is something I would do, you know, especially because she, you know, the partner is right down the street. But, you know, it, priorities are priorities. Yeah. Yeah, but, it's interesting. So we've talked about that as well because I would really like to add on to our house. And it's it's interesting with the sibling situation, right? So... The kind of the way I envision and I think my sister envisions things playing out too is that if my dad and my stepmom were to need something, she would take it. My mom and my stepdad are my responsibility. So somehow naturally it's just kind of worked out that way. And my vision of adding onto our house involves keeping the lower floor bedroom yeah. mm-hmm. for my mom potentially. Does anyone else ever get shut down when they try and have these conversations with an aging parent? My dad. Oh, my sure. dad disagreed with me every fucking day. Mama Reed yeah. ain't having it. Really? She does not my, like to talk oh my about God, this I stuff. Think my mom has one foot in the grave. I don't even have to bring it up. Every time I go there, she's like, so what of my furniture do you want? And I'm like, mom, for the love of God, <laughs> I, I appreciate the sentiment. I really appreciate that you have your affairs in order. But holy cow, like slow down the train. Maybe it's helping her accept right. that. I she think has so. to talk right. about it. And I think she knows it's going to be a battle yeah. with me and my sister. So she's trying to get in front of it. Soothes some kind of anxiety for her. Yeah. But still so difficult for those of us living that need to still mm-hmm. process that. Is anyone here familiar with the Netflix smash show, Swedish Death Cleaning? No, that was random. So (laughs) just right off of that last one, right? With parents trying to either figure out what you want or what you don't want. It's people who have like collections or just random things in their house that they know their kids aren't going to want. So they go through and start to get rid of things. It's been, I I wouldn't call it Swedish death cleaning, but like getting rid of stuff and downsizing has been a hobby of my mother's for the last seven or eight years. That's my mom too. Yeah, it's like the second she found Facebook Marketplace, garage sales went out the uh, out, out of the picture, and she she loves that as a hobby. But I have to say, there's a part of me that really appreciates that that my mom is doing that because my mom, listen, I am function over fashion. I don't know anything. I have good taste, but I don't have high end taste. My mom does, and she knows what she has that's really worth something. Mm-hmm. So she's been selling the stuff that is really worth something. So that we don't have to do it when the time comes, which I appreciate because to me, I'd be like, haul that dumpster in, mm-hmm. let's throw it all away. That you takes know? work. It does. That's yeah. another And point. I don't know what's what's just garbage and some little No. She's helping. Yeah, she is. I appreciate that. 
But that is another thing that you need to consider, right? Like if you're going to be the new parent and they're going to downsize or move into a different community, um, you have to think about like getting rid of the clutter. Mm. That takes a lot. You know, I had to get a dumpster. I donated so many things. I had an estate sale. Like you've got to downsize. And there's an emotional impact yes. with doing that because yes. that is a lifetime collection of sentimental items in their eyes, right? That you need to get rid of for a for a purpose, yes. but is very hard because getting rid of that stuff is accepting yep. you are dependent now. Yeah. You are no longer independent. Yeah. I cannot relate to that at all. I know that sounds weird. I'm not a possessions person. Hmm. Neither, none of, none of my parents are stuff people. Thank God. They don't have a lot of stuff. My mom and my stepdad have a lot of like nice art and things like that, but not like I think about. You're lucky. So lucky. Collections. So lucky. Antiques. Yeah. And like the hoarding (laughs) and they've all moved many times. So they have shed over the years. Yeah. So I am very, I think about when my aunt, my uncle passed away about five years ago. And just the massive amounts of stuff. Uh, and I'm not, oh, we'll have plenty to deal with, but not like that. I love God. a good estate sale, y'all. I'm none sorry. Of you, on the other end of None that. of you have been warned about uh, like just random cash stashed in books or pots or things that. No. That's something I was told very clearly. My parents when I pass in away, you better look through really? everything before you get rid of it. Oh my gosh. Mattresses. Which, like, you got to shred a mattress? Harry, I, I, Harry. I can't imagine. Call Mama me Reed in. We'll that. go Nancy Drew on that shit. <laughs> I, I'm sure I'm what's in. Happen. I will help you. Like, do you remember when your things. grandma sent you, you know? a $5 check or something? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to spend all this time. It's going to be like 12 bucks hidden through 50,000 items. But. Yeah. Do you I cashed how? in all those uh, $10 savings bonds that I got in like 1982. <laughs> I finally yeah. cashed those in like last year. So wow. what you're saying has so much truth to it because twice now I like thrifting we like taking my kids at thrift stores it's fun what kind of treasure can we find but if you look through the bibles there is always dollars five dollar bills one time my my kids one bible flipping through every page and They found sixty over sixty dollars. Wow. Oh, that's so and like, sad though. Morally, Think about the person yeah, who I'm put like, that in as there. a mom, I'm like, oh no, where does this rank on the moral scale? Oh, it's rough, it's especially because your kids <laughs> are devout Satanists. <laughs> it's very hard to touch that book. <laughs> but, but you know what? At the same time, the people who put that money in there. They it would probably bring their heart a lot of love to think about some kids finding that and really being like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. So uh, here's something, a conversation that I had with Mama Reed that didn't go how I was hoping it would. Uh, I've tried to get her to wear an Apple watch or to have an Alexa in the house or something where if she falls, which Mm -hmm. has happened before, she can just yell and and be able to get a hold oh, of me, a not point. have to have her phone yeah. on her. Yeah. Well, like the, the first time you're introduced to something like that was probably life alert, right? Right. All those years I've ago. Fallen I've fallen and I can't get up. I've fallen and I can't get up. Like you, you can't be too proud to have some Urkel protection. Yeah. But uh, that, sure. that's not happening. And I have no idea what this 72-year-old woman is afraid of Amazon knowing about her life, that having an Alexa is going to be the worst right. possible it's, thing. It's just it's change, like, right? Just, just work with me. But yeah. Yeah, that's terrifying. To me. If you, yeah. you live on your own, you, you've always talked about like people not finding someone for a week. I don't want that to happen. Yeah. And right. granted, we, especially now, 
we if we don't talk every day, we talk every other day. Yeah, well, that's good though. That's like, very good. Uh, I, I've had a couple conversations, and you know, this is my insecurity about all of this. Which is, look, if you're busy, pick up the phone. Let me know you can't talk. Otherwise, my first thought, because you've talked about like I'm gonna die one day, it's like great, you know, mm-hmm. it's, you know, God forbid, today's the day, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyone, parents on this stuff, technology aids. Well, mine are gone, so. Uh, well, I did just buy my father uh, a Sonos system. I don't even know what with, that is. That has built-in Alexa. What's oh, surround sound? It's surround sound. It's high-quality okay. speakers. Uh, and let me tell you, that was a painful transition. It's still a painful transition. Every time I go over there, I have to like write out instructions for <laughs> when your speakers are no longer Asian grouped parents. together, mm-hmm. what to do, right? And that, that sucks. But it does. Because it you, does. you shouldn't expect that elderly people can or have the capacity to do this stuff yeah it's, it's absolutely foreign. but I, you know he has such an appreciation for music and this was his 75th birthday so it was like let's do something special but the alexa thing right like that's something i'm trying to teach them all the functionality of it right like it can keep your grocery list for you it can call people it can do all this different stuff but it's such a it's such a mental leap, mm-hmm. right? And it's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, I mean, I get it. I, I think of Shawshank Redemption, right? When Brooks got out of prison. Yes. He's there. Yep. He's been in there for 50 or 60 years. You always years. associate things with movies. I do. Sure. That's how I live my life. Yeah. But I think about, like, these leaps and bounds that we have been advancing by. It's no wonder. I mean, it's so hard to think about embracing these things. Yeah, and things that are that are easy or that make sense, you can at least figure out by looking at. Yeah. It, it's difficult to understand that not everyone's for that right it's a very good point well and you and you bypass the in-between right the transition of it's like countries that didn't have uh, like internet at all and all of a sudden 20 years later they get cell phones or whatever it is Mm. you know wireless networks like just all of a sudden all of this change happens it's scary it's disconcerting it's yeah it's it's a lot so I think the last or maybe the first generation to really embrace the tech technology, right, would be the Gen Xers. It's like 1961 to 1980. So both my parents fall into that generation. They're both Gen X. And the the amount of technology they both still use for sure, I mean, it's they're caught up for sure. And it, yeah. it, it makes life a little easier, but also it's like, why didn't you answer my text? <laughs> I, t- I sent you all the I sent you memes. Like what? <laughs> Uh, me and Agent J are both in that category as well. None of my parents are. They're all ordered in that. But. Yeah, same. Yeah. Well, another tip, too, you know, when you're going through this process with your aging parents is um, if you need government assistance, you got to take your parents' names off of their assets because they will come back and come after you. Yeah. And the threshold is very fucking low. Yeah. You can't make or have own over a very small number to qualify for those benefits. Yeah. And that is so sad. And there is a certain amount of time as well. I think it's uh, seven years that they go back mm-hmm. now. So make sure you get your shit in order. Wow. Wow. I'm going to go do some research because that's, yeah. It's important to know. Definitely. Uh, I've always thought it would be good to have a list of, uh, of advice and tips from people that have gone through I can this tell before. You. But, you know, like... Mm-hmm. Uh, putting assets into a trust or signing right. over the yes. house to you before they yeah. pass away. And, yeah. you know, these are things I don't know about. And I think things about, you would have wished you had known. Yeah. That's so helpful. That's right. why we're having this podcast. Love it. Yeah. So what would your top tips be? Obviously, I know well, you just the power attorney, I said that, um, eliminate the assets, 
Uh, two, again, the emotional factor, right? You've got to let go that this is not your parent anymore, that you've got to make decisions for them and it's going to be tough. Um, you know, there were many times where I made decisions on behalf of my father and he got upset and yelled at me, but you got, you can't take it personally either. You know, there was a period of time where, you know, my dad's dementia was on and off and my husband took it personally because sometimes he would be like, Hey, how are you? You know? And then sometimes he would go the fuck off on mm-hmm. my husband and my husband didn't know how to deal with that. Yeah. 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 Hmm. True, and you know when this thing comes too, like you've got to warn your spouses because this consumes you, right? If you're really into taking care of your parent and you're going to be present, it's going to consume you. Yeah, the emotional, physical burden of all of this. One thing we're learning from witnessing, you know, dealing with that, or even just witnessing it, is what to do and what not to do for ourselves. For yeah. those of us that have kids and even not, you know, how, what are those next steps for you? What are things you can do to make your aging process easier for those you're leaving behind? Mm-hmm. And having experienced it firsthand, Lulu, I mean, that is, it's invaluable, but it, we're not, I'm sure you were not ready to think about that oh, in your God, 30s. No. Yeah. no, no, I took it. What is it? The bulls, bulls by the horns? Bull, yeah. bull, bull by bull, the horns. Bull. The balls by the horns. <laughs> Bowl by the balls? That yeah. Sounds, sounds much less friendly. <laughs> Just as effective. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, you know what was funny, too? We'll, we'll kind of twist this a little bit, right? So my dad had dementia, and uh, there was a lady. I'll just, I'll just call her out because she's no longer living. She has passed. Her name was Estelle. And she had Alzheimer's. So my dad and Estelle, they were so freaking cute together. And every time when I see my dad, for some reason, he remembered some of these memories and be like, we're going to run away together. I was like, oh, with your bingo money? (laughs) (laughs) Ten says, yes. And they're all in their walkers and everything, right? I was like, how far are you going to get, dad? Where do you plan on going? Oh my God! Well, you know there there is a very high rate of STDs in nursing homes. Yes, thank you for bringing that up. Dirty birds. The next topic. dirty birds. They don't have to worry about pregnancy. So are Man. they wrapping it up? No, they're no. not. Are they going to the corner store because they can't drive? No, they're not. No. So they're just no getting down on it. Get they're down getting on down. <laughs> so I think we mentioned this on a previous podcast, but uh, my husband's mother lived in assisted living community. Okay, let me rephrase. It's probably a retirement community because everybody had their own standalone, like, thousand-square-foot home, right? And they had golf carts. But they had a community of, I I don't know what you would call it. It's not swinging, but they would just have sex all the time. And then the STDs is very prominent. (laughs) Wow. They were very promiscuous. Maybe, you know what? It might be that. (laughs) At the same time in public? Or just well, promiscuous no, in the community within the Where community. Is this? <laughs> yeah. uh, am I old enough to get access <laughs> Are you to this a club? horny bitch right now? <laughs> Jesus. I mean, shouldn't we be celebrating the fact that it happens in general? Yeah, I think it's fantastic, and when that these old STDs? guys are getting the boners, or Love just it. just mashing parts. Yeah. Maybe there's no boner to be had, That's or maybe okay. it's yeah. just going down Can south you, and they're having a Viagra. taco salad. Eighty-year-olds are taking Viagra. True. Yeah. True. 
had conversations with friends about you know a blowjob without teeth and dentures. You know, oh, when I was a like, gummy? Uh, I bet, <laughs> that's something that guaranteed he thought about it. Look at that laughter. Yeah. Our audio I bet that is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wouldn't it be? There is no obstruction. That yeah. is a, it's a gum job. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we couldn't keep the whole episode totally serious. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so I asked uh, Mama Reed to write down a, a letter of any advice that maybe we'd never even talked about or yeah. anything that she wanted me to know and couldn't, uh, couldn't bring up to me while she was here that's very sweet really just to to have something to uh, hold you know something to to have uh and and that also was an idea that didn't land with her yeah uh, maybe uh, you know she's very organized i know where the folders and all the documents are maybe i'll find something in there but uh no wasn't having it and, and i thought it was a mature thing to to broach and ask for well it's interesting because you said that she is on top of some of this stuff and talking about some of this stuff but oh, yeah. it's very picking and choosing she's not a cat yeah she's not holding herself accountable yeah interesting do you think it's at all because she's not ready to confront the fact that that's the inevitable not to I, i'd be surprised Interesting. You know, I mean, she she was the strong one when her parents passed. Yeah. But she's definitely going out of her way to make it easier on me when she mm. does. So I, I think, uh, you know, maybe we're just not at that that point in the relationship between mother and son. Interesting. Or at least not yet. You it, know, we, we've, gone, point. we've gone on a couple of, uh, couple of trips and had a couple of conversations where I think it was Spicy earlier who said that you start to see your parent as a friend yeah. instead of your parent. Did you give her a gummy? When you had these conversations. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh my gosh. My I, I mom did. is a huge gummy fan. We share gummies all the time. I took her to a dispensary once. I wasn't able to get her to try a gummy, but I bought uh, one of those salves that you can rub uh-huh. on like on oh, your, yeah. your old achy bones. It works. Yeah. 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 Whenever I go and dog sit again, for so. my mom, I always like, oh, sweet. I know I've got the gummy stash. Oh, I thought you were going to say the salve on your vagina. <laughs> really? Well, that's a big leap. But I mean, <laughs> where does I one get such salve? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> There's that Lulu song we know. <laughs> <laughs> well, Cocoa Puff, I mean, again, you've been in this industry for a long time. Any words of wisdom? Plan. Yeah, Help planning plan. is super important. And self-care for yourself, because when you're dealing with that, yes. you are no longer, yes. I mean, just like as a mom of young children now, a adult child is a parent of their own parent. It is very consuming. So take care of yourselves. Yeah, you've got to. I can't tell you how many times where I just had to take a step back and, oh, and just detach from this. Yep. I worry trauma. for my parents. I would be a terrible parent for anyone, so... I worry for them. <laughs> it is the only thing that is inevitable, right? Yeah. Is that we're is. all heading the same direction. So at some point you do get, we all get there, but, um, but plan. Yeah. And take yeah. care of you. Well, I hope you didn't think that this episode was depressing, but again, like this is real life shit, you know, and you've got to prep for it, whether you want to or not. Yeah. Always a good reminder to call your parents if you still have the option. Oh, That's for right. sure. Absolutely. Because, yeah. I've and to have the conversations you don't want to yeah. have. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right? Start to have the conversations. It's important. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Closing out. All right. Have those Thanks. conversations, peeps. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.